heads are bobbing here at Wisdom and Golf and Golf WRX. Good day, everybody. Hello. Hello. All right. Well, we have um, a really, really cool show for you guys today. Something you don't hear a lot about in the golf side of, uh, of things because according to uh, most instruction that you're going to listen to, it's all about defense. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, what's your big miss? Well, if it's a pull hook, well, let's make sure you don't pull hook anymore. Mm-hmm. And now everything that you do on the golf course um, is to make sure that you don't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that is extremely defensive. Um, Moo, tell me a little bit about, you know, that kind of coaching in football. Um, in regards to de- defensive mindset? Yeah. So if, um, you know, like, I'll give you an example. Um, oftentimes, uh, uh, the Canadian hockey team has yeah. been a world beater when it comes to junior hockey. Right. And uh, I remember watching a game at one point where they were six, you know, leading six nothing after two periods. Right. And in the third period, they completely changed their game plan. They started playing defensively. Mm-hmm. In other words, don't let the puck through. Yeah. So now that your mindset is no longer put the puck in the net mm-hmm. and becomes don't let the puck through, Yeah. 6-1, 6-2, 6-3, and then 6-5. And then all of a sudden it's like a mad dash for the, the buzzer. Right. You know, and then oh my God, thank God we 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 scraped the you know I mean you were leading by six nothing, yeah. So does it happen sometimes in football where you know typically when a when a team is leading like forty to nothing, yeah. You ever see a comeback? Uh, it's very difficult in football, but we see it in the NFL, right? When guys uh, get locked in and try to claw back, y- usually it it's usually it's. You know, against the team like uh, Tom Brady. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right? You never discount that guy. No, no. Yeah, it's tough to bet against him. And and so, you know, when a, when a team starts getting defensive, that's typically where they make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, in football, it, it's easy. It happens very easily. Um, you lose focus. Uh, you can see the panic within the coaching staff. Uh, it, it starts from the top down. So if the coaching is panicking and not coming out with the resolve – the guys will start to mess up out there and not stay focused on the, the, the agenda of the day. Right. It's a pack mentality. Yeah, so you're given goals throughout the throughout the, before the game starts in the meetings, right? Yes. So if, uh, say, one of the plants uh, fails or it's not, you know, producing any results, then the coach has to think of it something new. Right. And if it, the new plan this, doesn't work as well. So is there plan A, B, C? Yeah, exactly. There's contingency throughout the whole game. So if any of those contingencies are not working, um, then uh, the coach is being ineffective in that game. Right. And then the, so so do the players. Okay. So it uh, obviously right away, you know, things go so bad. So it is top down. Exactly. So what is it that we're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. And then the coach is there making sure all the players – Mm-hmm. Are you know so you got your defensive coordinator, your offensive coordinators, yeah, and they're you know they're the ones supervising and mm-hmm. ensuring that these tasks are being taken out, 
Right. And um, if your coach is failing to, um, to say, uh, let's say he's trying to go back to the old basics, and even if the basics are not working right. against the team you're going up against, that's when you know, it unravels. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, <laughs> it's turned, and some people were uh, stressing about their jobs. You know, that's, that's the reality of that situation. Right. Now, what, was the, what did you mention before, Sav? It's a pack mentality. A pack mentality. Mm-hmm. Could you elaborate on that? Well, it's the same thing in soccer, right? So if, like, everybody has to be working as a team right. in order for things to be going well. It's not just on one individual person. Right. So, and a lot of the times, coaching decisions play a huge part in that. Exactly. Um, so um, w- would you have an example uh, in, in one, of, one of the games that you, uh, that you went through? Well, um I'm not going to say like when this was or where it was, but if you have a coach who has his favorites yes, and he is dead set on wanting results with his starting 11, with his favorite starting 11. Right. And they're not producing on the field. Right. And then he doesn't make any changes because he's so set on wanting that starting 11 to produce the results. It's like beating a dead horse. Then the whole team suffers. Yes. Okay. So that that's a that's a pretty nice example. Um, so if we translate that into what we're doing in golf, and it, it's something we you know we talk we have a, our video this week by the way is an over the top video because mm-hmm. oftentimes um, it's a subject that comes back very often in golf is the over the t- over the top swing. Mm-hmm. Well, an over the top swing is an overly defensive swing. Mm-hmm. It's when you abandon what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and you start protecting what you don't want to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And typically so if we look at uh one of our tasks in wisdom and golf, I mean, it's how do you get the ball from point A to point B? Point B is where you want the ball to end up. That requires a flight plan. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are new to the show, well, the best way to put the ball in the air is to cut the dandelion stem, right? So imagine the golf ball as a dandelion and you've got, you know, your iron that's in your hands is a grass cutting tool first and foremost. That's what it's designed for. It's got a sharp enough leading edge and it's got a sole that's wide enough so it doesn't dig too much. So it is, is a professional gardening tool. (laughs) right yeah so the ball that's in front of you is like a dandelion so you're cutting through the dandelion stem along the surface of the ground in the direction that you want the ball to go and so if you don't understand how the ball's supposed to get airborne Mm -hmm. and you're looking down at the ball and all you have is question marks in your head then basically you're going to attack the golf ball (laughs) right right you can always tell if you go to a driving range and you just look up and down the driving range and you see a lot of different swings, mm-hmm. notice the ones that are going for the ball and then notice the ones that are going for the target. It's great homework, you know. It's, yeah. yeah. So It's very easy to point out. Very easy <laughs> to point out. The one that's going for the ball is typically has the head tilted. Let's If they're a right-handed player their left ear is pointed toward the ground and their right hand is 
going down after the ball. So when we say you're over the top, the feel of that is you feel like you have an overactive right hand Mm -hmm. as if your right hand has an evil brain attached to it (laughs) and an overactive right shoulder and your shoulders coming over the top. Mm -hmm. So if the ball's your target, this is necessary. And why would the ball be your target? Well, I typically ask my students, I said, well, what were you focused on just before you hit that shot? And they go, well, I was making sure I wasn't going to miss the ball. (laughs) So if you're worried about missing the golf ball, how in the world are you going to get that sucker to the target? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's mission impossible. Yeah. And that's where that it's an immediate defense. I mean, you're right away. You're, you're, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea where the ball's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about offense. Yeah. It's, a, it's like all hands on deck and it's like, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, let's try and stop the hemorrhage. That's right. <laughs> so when you have a very clear and specific task, mm-hmm. you can attack. Yeah. If you're not clear about what you're trying to do, then you can't. Yeah. So, you can go, you guys can go out and check out the video entitled Grass Whip Training, Sean Clement. And um, um, you'll see, you know, how we use, I mean, grass whips you can go buy at uh, Home Hardware yeah, uh, or Home Depot. You have to order them online, obviously. Uh, in the U.S., they're sometimes called sling blades. You just grab, you know, order one for 20 bucks mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's well worth the money. And then you just go to any, you know, local park that's got a lot of weeds and do some weed whacking mm-hmm. yeah. and just do exactly what we talk about on the video. And, and when you develop that skill, basically you've developed a beautiful golf swing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So, um, you know, typically Sav. When you miss a shot, mm-hmm. as a you know, as a really good example, you went to your first three day, you know, provincial amateur event. Yep. And you know, you were I'm sure you were very nervous when you first came in. You were wondering what the heck to expect, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you see all these competitors. Yep. And of course, with COVID, it just changed the game completely because you had to come in at a certain time. Mm-hmm. You had 20 minutes to warm up. You had 10 minutes to roll a few putts. Then off you go on the first tee. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, you're in a brand new environment. Yep. And you're unsure of what to do. And so we get to, let's say, we, we, in our debriefing, what would be in like in the first three holes, um, a situation where you felt that was really defensive? Day one. Day one. All of them. <laughs> no, um, I think starting right off would be probably the first hole. Yeah. My second shot. I had a decent drive. Um, first hole's a par five. And the plan for a second shot was my four hybrid. Yep. What was your distance? But the hole like narrowed. Yes, it bottlenecks into the green and yeah. you, got, you got trees on both sides. Exactly. And then I realize, huh, score's pretty important in this kind of tournament. And then... Right. Yeah. So you had a score to protect. Yeah. Oh, it's your first hole. I know. I was <laughs> it's like... It's crazy, this, huh? 
I know, and people are listening right now, and they're going, oh, yeah, 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 that's me. Yeah, it's like, just get through the first hole, just get through the first hole. Right, yeah. so yeah. that's super defensive, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like being in the savannah, pardon the pun, <laughs> and, you know, you, you're in your uh, tourist vehicle, it's got mm-hmm. beautiful bars on the windows, and it's elevated, Yeah. and they drop you off, and you get dropped off in the middle of the savannah, mm-hmm. and you, you're taken about 100 yards away from the vehicle. Now every bush looks like a lion. <laughs> yeah. Right? You go, oh, let's just let's just get back to the and you roll the eyes roll to the back of the head and you're just you know, sprinting to the vehicle. Yeah. You know, banging on the door, let me in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very similar. That's the fight or flight response, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at the the woods on both sides and you're mm-hmm. thinking, Oh, don't go there. Mm-hmm. And so immediately it puts you it, it tightens you up. Mm-hmm. And then it's very difficult to make a fluid, flowing, well-timed, you know, powerful and effortless golf swing. Yeah. Very, pretty much impossible. Mm -hmm. So you then realize, because you've been swinging very nicely, Mm -hmm. and we then put you in a different mindset after the debriefing that day. Yeah. I wasn't able to coach you through there. You weren't allowed a caddy. Nope. And, um, so I was just, you know, standing at a distance, Mm -hmm. you know, basically tearing my hair out going, that's not Savannah. Yeah. Right. Who are you? And what did you do with Savannah? (laughs) Yeah. She she usually swings like this and you're not swinging that way. Mm -hmm. So in the, in the debriefing, we realized, okay, the mindset of you as a soccer player Mm -hmm. needed to be in there. Yeah. So you knew, you know you have a flight plan. So mm-hmm. when you set up, you say, okay, this, so here it is for you guys. I want to send my ball to that target there. What's the best way to do that? Well, I want to hit a draw, and so I'm going to start it on that line. I want to end it on that line. It's going to go about that high because I got X club in my hand. Mm-hmm. There's the intermediate point that I need to deliver there, mm-hmm. which is massively huge like you couldn't even imagine. Because our binocular vision plays tricks on us when we're standing sideways to the target. Mm-hmm. So now you you have an arc blur. Mm-hmm. So all you listening are going, what the heck's an arc blur? Well, if you were to do a practice swing above the ball, you would see the blur of the club. And most of you don't have never seen that. Mm-hmm. You've never paid attention to that. So if you don't see where the club is passing when you do a practice swing, because the club is attached to your arms, your arms are attached to your shoulders, and basically if you've ever seen um, hammer throw in track and field, yeah, it's a big steel ball tied to a chain that you twirl around you and, and try not to kill yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so it's a very dynamic, you know, violent action Mm -hmm. that is you know it it really activates your self-preserving mode in a big way and it basically pulls on your shoulders and it makes a nice circle and so it's the same thing when you're swinging a golf club that you got this club head that's tied to a shaft that's tied to your hands your hands are handcuffed to the grip and and that club is now tied to both shoulders and the center of those shoulders is called the sternal notch, where the two clavicles join the rib cage. So you have this, you know, tilted circle that's twirling around that that point, mm-hmm. and it's 
it creates an arc. And then you look down and you say, oh, look at that. There's a beautiful arc appearing over my golf ball. And is that arc intersecting that beautiful intermediate point that you put about a foot in front of the ball? And then you see that arc. And because you pick that intermediate point from, you know, from behind the ball staring down the target line, and you know that that intermediate point is leading you in the proper direction. So you say, okay, all I got to do is swing through that arc, through the dandelion stem and over that intermediate point, and I'm good. So then you look up and you see trees. And you go, shoot, don't, don't go to the trees. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now the arc's gone, the task is gone. And, and then you, that's where you run into trouble because then you're tight. You can't swing. Your timing goes off mm-hmm. when your timing's off and that kinetic chain is misfiring. Then basically you can go anywhere. Yep. Now, if you miss the green, that's one thing you can get up and down and chip. Mm-hmm. And that's typically what happened to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but then if you really go nuts, mm-hmm. you're in the trees and you're taking, you know, an unplayable or it's a lost ball, and now you're staring double in the face. Yeah, or you're hitting provisionals. And or, or a snowman. Yes. Man, we, in the practice round, not one need for a provisional. That didn't even cross my mind. And yep. then the first day, I had to hit like four or five provisionals. I was like, oh, this is going well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how that happens, right? So many of you are thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm great on the driving range. Mm-hmm. Then I get on the golf course and I can't play. Well, that's it. On the driving range, it's wide open. There's no consequences. Yeah. You can free flow. And then and then because there's no consequence, you're you're free. You can yeah. just swing. And then you become you hit some great shots. Like, oh man, I'm gonna hit so well today. You get on the golf course. And then let's say you have a match that you're matched up with somebody new and it's a match play. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the you know, a lot of um, private clubs like to do match plays that last throughout the season mm-hmm. and then oh man i can't i don't want to look like an idiot like mm-hmm. i'm a two yeah. handicap i gotta play like my handicap right yeah and now all of a sudden you're protecting your image you're protecting the score you're protecting all this stuff and then you can't play anymore mm-hmm. and then you want to quit yep that's typically why I, I get an email it's like ah oh, man oh, this, nothing through. works i i want to quit really? i went through all the emotions that first day yeah. crazy like all of the emotions. I, I didn't even know you could do that in the matter of four hours. Right. So it was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I got to the first par three. No, the second par three. I think it was like the fifth hole or something like that. And I had already hit a provisional on the previous hole. Yeah. And then I like push my first tee shot into the trees on the left that I didn't even yep. know you could reach. Like I didn't even know, like well, I didn't even the, think it was possible for me to even like that. I didn't, I didn't think that side of the hole was like <laughs> available. Like, available. Okay. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, we're not going to find that. So I hit a provisional. And at that point I was so frustrated. I was just like, you know what? Just send it. I stuck it like two feet. I was like, well, could have done that the first time. Well, that's it. Oh my goodness. It's fun, huh? So, and that's the beautiful challenge with golf. So we figured out that with the mindset that you have as a striker in soccer, mm-hmm. I mean, you're an attacking player. Mm-hmm. Everything about what you do is, yeah, I got to get the ball, put it in the net. Mm-hmm. So in your career, 
you missed one, you know, penalty shot yeah. in your whole career. Yeah. You, you, I guess you needed to know what that felt like. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, I've never seen you, you know, and, and free kicks and corner kicks. You took, you were the Beckham of your league. Yeah, other people didn't want to take them, and I was like, yeah, sign me up. Sign me <laughs> up, exactly, because that's what we started with in mm-hmm. day one when you learn how to play soccer. Yeah. So now we take that attitude and we say, okay, in order to get the ball there, you need to stay with that. What's that feel like? Mm-hmm. And now we just put the word attacking mm-hmm. inside your throw. So your your task was throw the club through the arc in the direction you want to start the ball. Mm-hmm. And then when we put attacking in there, then things started to materialize. Mm-hmm. Next day, you were 10 shots better. Yeah. We were rained out, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but you were doing really well. Yeah. And then day three, another, you know, you were at least 10 shots better again. Mm-hmm. And you left a boatload on the table. Yeah. So, I mean, you were exposed to, uh, you know, a lot of learning experiences that weekend. Yeah. And it was really cool. And then, and then you realized... Oh, yeah. When I stay with my task, mm-hmm. the good swings come. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the more you do that, the more the swings come, the more you have confidence. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. You're on your way to the races. Mm-hmm. And what's really great about that is that you'll never have to worry about your golf swing mm-hmm. because of the, you know, the, because it's an acquired skill. It's already set. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to repeat. All it needs to do is be matched to a certain situation. Mm-hmm. So, and and Moo is on his way. Well, today. Today. Tell me about today. He had, so we were on hole number 14, and you hit a tee, it was par five, long par five. You hit your four iron off the tee. Yeah. It was like a not bad four iron. Yeah. Put him in the, it, he was in the right rough, not not far from the, from the fairway. So he hit a nice draw then. Yeah. Yeah, he always get draw. And then he topped his um hybrid. his hybrid from the rough. Yeah. But then stuck a 5 iron from 230 yards into the wind. He was on in 3 with Jesus. his 5 iron from 230 into the wind and I was like that looked like a tour swing. Like that was really good. Like yeah. the whole like release. It looked like it was like almost like that. You know those slow motion pictures they take of pros and yep. they're like in their like release follow through. I was like, that was really good. Yeah, I was starting to find the not the position, but the, find the sequence that I needed to, to with the swing, yes. the rhythm. The rhythm of the swing was yes. flowing mm-hmm. nicely on that hole. You did the same thing on five. He yeah. he had to so. Hole number five on our royal course is uh, another par five. Yep. And it's a dog, it's an uphill, then downhill dog leg, so, right? So did you put your four iron to the top deck? No. no so he. It went up there, Drew, but yeah. I, was, I skirted too much, too close to the trees. Yeah. So yeah. I went into the water. Okay. Started to drop a ball. So my third shot was from that region there. Yeah. And put it on in three. Put it on in three. With from the, like how far? 260. Yeah. With, with the, what? With the hybrid. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> see, you see, that's what, the, here's the strategy we took with Moo. Uh, I told Moo, I said, you know, I know you, you need to practice your driver, but you can't do that on the golf course just yet because mm-hmm. he's got so much horsepower. I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And the courses we play are pretty narrow with a lot of trees. Oh, we, I mean, the thing is, you it's know. It's not fun. The, no. the trees here in the summer up in, in, in Quebec, like when you played in La Chute, mm-hmm. 
it's 36 holes. It's an old course. It's, mm-hmm. you know, 1930 something. Mm-hmm. And the trees are, I mean, they, they're huge. They grew in and they're huge. I mean, you go in the trees, good luck at finding your, your gosh darn golf ball. Yeah. yeah. And it's trees on both sides mm-hmm. on every freaking hole. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, with Moo, we said, listen, in order for you to continue developing your swing and developing your confidence, yeah, you're going to hit four iron off the tee from now on. I mean, because you hit your irons really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he hits his four iron 250. Yeah. Crying out loud. You're just fine with the four iron. You, you can the just tee. birdie. I mean, you could birdie every hole in the golf course with a 250 yard tee shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm starting to learn that's like yes. not all about distance, just being um, consistent and accurate with. With each hole and exactly, real, and more focused on it. So, I mean, you're not going to have any fun if, if every hole you're looking for a golf ball because yeah. you got too much horsepower. And mm. you know, when you when you when you're off a little bit with the driver, you're gonna you're gonna miss a lot of fairways. If you're mm. off a little more, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like drop another ball. Yeah, and um, and so instead of just reloading all the time, you hit some irons off the tee. You can find those irons. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And if you need to chip out, you still make it to the – you still hit the <laughs> two irons on a par five. Yeah, exactly. That's nuts, man. It was crazy. I was like – it was pin high, like 10 feet. That's awesome. I was like, oh, you're good. So there's a way for Moo to continue on his merry way and mm-hmm. continue to be offensive. Yeah. Well, today was really good. Like he didn't he, – because usually he slices – yeah. Yeah. Today it was it was a lot of draws. Well, well, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, now, if you put the driver in your hands, mm-hmm. you get defensive. You're over the top. Yeah. You slice. Yeah. Over and then the and it's just like it's deep slice. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's gone. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like yeah. Good luck finding that. Sign sealed delivered. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So now that you can attack, you can actually start to release the club. And that's what happens. When you put good swings on, you actually get a beautiful release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You stay with the shot. You stay more centered. Yeah. And and now you can you can really attack the golf course. I was finding that a lot today, staying yeah. anchored, keeping that head in a nice position to let the release come through. Exactly. Feeling the shoulder sockets being pulled by the club weight of the club. Yeah. Right you guys hear that? Yeah. So, so – one of the drills that we've used, and and this one of the one of the videos we've just done with you, like a couple of weeks ago, is we we showed Moo how to throw the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, again, uh, a lot of horsepower. <laughs> so we were we some calm throws, of course, mm-hmm. and Moo kept, you know, looking back at me with big eyes mm-hmm. and going and and palms to the sky, mm-hmm. going, "Why, when I'm trying to throw the club <laughs> toward the tree stump?" Is it going 30 yards to the right? (laughs) Yeah. And that's because of the side vision. Yeah. And then you realize how much side vision really plays tricks on you. Yeah, it's a mirage. It's a mirage. (laughs) Yeah. And and so it took you a few reps Mm -hmm. to release to the left of an intermediate point. I couldn't be out. To register that. Yeah, I was trying to trust uh, 30 yards left of the intermediate point. Yes. To finally get it straight. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're throwing it left and you're going, oh, it's going straight. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, whoa, that's then the penny dropped. Yeah. And you realized, okay, I really have to stay with this intermediate point. Yeah. And so the arc blur 
that, you know, when you do your perpetual motion before you strike the ball, mm-hmm. and I find myself when I'm, I, I'm doing the same routine as you, Sav, mm-hmm. I'm going, wait a second. When I'm hitting a fade and I noticed that some of my fades I was double crossing, mm-hmm. I did perpetual motion and I noticed my blur was going way more left than it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, focused on keeping it just a little left of my intermediate point. I'm going, whoa, that's a lot left. Mm-hmm. Let's cozy up to the intermediate point a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then my shot started getting way more accurate when I was hitting my fade. Mm-hmm. So beware of perception versus reality when it comes to that. And these over-the-top swings are very much knee-jerk reactions to, one, you not seeing properly. Mm -hmm. And because you're not seeing properly and you're being defensive, Mm -hmm. then that's the perfect storm for an over-the-top, off-course golf swing. Mm -hmm. So when you're, when you get, when you're, default to the ball your head moves forward you dislodge the center of your swing you get ahead of the ball Mm -hmm. now you can't release on time and you block it Mm -hmm. or you find that you have an evil right hand that's rushing the club down to the ground Mm -hmm. if you're a right-handed person and all of a sudden you feel like you're sticking the club in the ground you're taking big deep divots your divots for a right-handed person are way left of the target and you got these big slices that uh, that balloon. Yeah. You're pop-flying the driver. You're going under the ball with the hybrid. So if you had a hybrid out of the rough, yeah. like you'd go, you'd whiff it. You'd go, you would go underneath <laughs> the ball because the damn hybrids, the face isn't high enough, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So the remedy for that is... You know, seeing what you need to see, having the proper bearings. Yeah. So yeah. one, you have an arc. Mm-hmm. Where is it passing? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the blurs right there. Yeah. And where's the bottom? That's a really important. Where's the bottom of this blur? Is it slightly in front of the ball if I'm hitting an iron? Yeah. Is it behind the ball if I'm catching a, a driver and I want to catch it slightly on the way up? Mm-hmm. So... When you, when you know where it's passing and when you know where the bottom is and you stick to your guns, you say, okay, I'm going to stay with that. I'm going to send the blur that way. I predict that the ball's going to get struck properly if I send the blur that way. Okay, we've got our task. And how do I want to deliver again? Oh, yeah, nice smooth whip in that direction. For me, it's a one out of ten uh, effort. Mm-hmm. La di da. For you, Sav, there ain't no la di da. It's mm-hmm. attack. Yeah. When you're la di da, all of a sudden your your swing speed comes right down, mm-hmm. and you become tentative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, when I get jacked up, like after it too hard. Yeah. yeah. And I know many of you out there are like that. <laughs> Moo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, uh, don't go here, don't go there. Okay, just hit it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. Like today, an example of me being defensive was on that par five, fifth hole. I hit a good tee shot, hit a meh three wood to like just in front of the bunkers. Yes. On the right hand side. Yeah. And the pin was, it was a front pin. Yep. 
pretty much in the center of the green. But I had to chip over those bunkers. Yep. And I did my whole Goldilocks, and I was like, okay, that's good. And then I set up to the ball, and I was like, ooh, that's sitting up real high in the rough. And then I just went right under it. There you and go. And put it in the bunker. Oh. From, like, 30 yards. I was like, oh, you guys Chump. are kidding me. Chump. I was so mad at myself. <laughs> I was so mad at myself. I took another ball and, like, redid it and then stuck it right next to the hole. So, so basically, you saw a lion. Mm-hmm. Right? You go, oh my gosh, be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Goldilocks is out the window. Yep. For those of you who don't know who Goldilocks is, she's your new future best friend. <laughs> yeah. And so if you're, you've got a bunker to go over, and that's one aspect that you didn't factor into the equation, mm-hmm. is you didn't factor in the lie. Yeah. So you're going, okay, uh, I'm going to do a practice swing that's way too soft. And you do a practice swing and you go, okay, with that amount of momentum, I'm going to be short in the bunker. And then you do a practice swing that's way too strong. And you go, okay, that'll be over the green into the back bunker. Mm -hmm. And then you do one in between and you go, oh, that feels pretty good. Mm -hmm. So now you know how hard to swing, Mm -hmm. how much momentum to cut the dandelion stem with. But then you look down at the ball and you go, that's sitting up a lot in the rough. The, Mm -hmm. the The rough can be pretty long. And you go, well, if I cut the stem with that, the ball's going to hit the top of the face. And and if I open the face for a flop shot, I'm going to go clean underneath it. Mm-hmm. Don't go clean underneath it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, so now it's like, wait a second, what happened to Goldilocks? Mm-hmm. Well, she's out the window. Yep. Now it's don't whiff it. Yeah. And so you proceed. And so I whiffed it. So you, <laughs> right? It's a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Yep. So... What do you replace that with now? Well, what you have to predict what kind of contact you need yes. to get out of that. So it's like more so an intentional thin. Well, wedge. exactly. So now instead of cutting grass at ground level, so let's say you take that flop shot, you put it on a decent lie in the fairway. Mm-hmm. And so now you're saying, okay, if I cut through the stem, the ball hit the center of the face and, and I should pull this off if if let's say the fairway is very firm Mm -hmm. and the grass is cut way short Mm -hmm. and now the bounce of the club is not going to work too well for you now you got to change strategies yeah so now i can't do flop shot anymore so now i'm going for the center of the green yeah i'll take my two putts and i'll take my lumps yeah that you you know so that sometimes it's something that you need to do Mm -hmm. so if you look at the lie that you were in if you open the face in a situation like that, then you run you run the risk of whiffing it. Yep. And if you cannot predict the outcome, then you cannot go forward with that option. Yeah. So then you say, okay, if I go square face, you know, so if you hit a shot with a square face out of that, let's say a full swing, mm-hmm. would you feel comfortable? A uh, three-quarter swing, yeah. Yeah, three-quarter swing, square mm-hmm. face, right? Yeah. So then you're thinking, okay, if I'm going to go with a square face, I can't, you know, go over the bunker and and keep it with the flag. Mm-hmm. So then you have to go for the center of the green and forget about the flag now. Yeah. So now the new option is, well, in order for me to be guaranteed proper contact mm-hmm. and not go in the bunker and not whiff it mm-hmm. and risk taking a, a, a you know, higher number than I need to. Yeah then I have to put this on the green. So now center of the green, 
with a square face. How do you feel over the ball now? Good. So you do Goldilocks now mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Now you're thinking, okay, I'm good now. Yeah. So you, and that's where for the golfer who's a little greedy, <laughs> you're thinking it's a par five. I'm in two in front of the green. Mm -hmm. I should be able to make birdie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if it's not a match, then you're thinking, okay, I'm going to try. Yeah. But then you pay the price. Yeah. And you realize how little percentage that shot choice was. Mm -hmm. So next time, especially during a match, you go for a predictable outcome. When you can yeah. predict, you can attack. Mm -hmm. When you can't predict, you're toast. Yeah. Yeah. It's now you're defensive. And if you're defensive, your swing's going to suck. Yeah. And therefore, <laughs> why don't you just save yourself the trouble, pick up the ball, put a double on the card. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll save you the frustration at least. Mm -hmm. So now you know how to, you know, move forward with that shot next time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you listeners are thinking, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So it's, let's say if you're playing a golf course, that has got thick rough and, um, you get to, let's say it's par five. Let's say, remember that shot, that second shot on hole number 14, you said you topped. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're standing over that shot. What are you yeah. thinking? Um, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, the, the fair is even, but like this is rough. I so you were in the rough. Yeah, I was in the rough a little bit. Yeah. So what did the lie look like? It was a uh, uphill slope. A like, little uphill. Yeah. That the ball was a little above my feet. Uh, yeah, below my feet, sorry. Below your feet. Yeah. So balls below your feet. Yeah. Slightly uphill on yeah. those humps on the right-hand side. That's I know right. what you mean. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I know where those humps are. Yeah. And so now how was the ball in the rough? Was it sitting down in the rough, sit, sitting up? It was sitting down in the rough. Sitting down in the rough. Mm. Yeah. So in your, you got ball below the feet. Yeah. You got ball down in the rough. Yeah. And uphill. So it's very, it's, it's a lie that's very unfamiliar. Right. So you got a hybrid in your hands. Yeah. And you're looking down at the ball mm -hmm. and you're thinking, I don't know the, how this is going to come out. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. And I right. was like, uh, I should probably go flat footed just to keep myself anchored and stay along the sole of the ground. But I didn't. And um, so. So you didn't have a plan of attack. No. For, for execution. No, no. It wasn't as efficient or as concrete as I had on yeah. ball number five. So. What typically happens is, uh, when you play D-line? Yeah. How important was it to know the play before it happened? Um, <laughs> yeah, very important because if you miss your assignment, like everyone right. has an assignment, it's like you have to you have a responsibility as a region on right. the field. You have to protect. So, so D-line basically you're uh you're trying you're trying to get to the quarterback yeah you on have, the other team yeah you have a man so you're so on the play that's called you have a responsibility if you have a man that you have to guard so sometimes it'd be the quarterback i have to keep an eye on yeah if he tries to leak out yep i have to make sure he doesn't come out uh outside or uh, he's running down the field right or um and if he doesn't leave the pocket yeah i have to make sure he stays in there yeah so i have to wrestle with the tackle or get past the tackle and get to the quarterback. Okay, good. So before the play happens, yeah, you typically are able to read a little bit what's going to happen. 
Yeah, that's right. So you you, you see motions, you see it's, you see cues that coaches tell you to keep your eye out on. Yeah, and if that's there, you know right away what to do. And when you're in the zone, yeah, you know, uh, it, and you say, "Oh, I know exactly what's going to happen." Yeah, and then now uh, you're tuned in, and, you, and and then that's typically when you're able to go sack the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right? right. You're in your offensive mindset. It's like right jump. There. I can see what's going mm-hmm. on, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're then you can do it. So yeah. that's exactly. Like in golf. Mm -hmm. So if you can predict what's going to happen because of the lie. So Mm -hmm. if I were to say to you now, feel the sole of your hybrid Mm -hmm. deflect along the surface of the ground. Right. The lie that you were in, was it thick? Was it that thick that you you couldn't get a hybrid through? or, Or did you feel like you can get the hybrid through that rough? No problem. I could get through the through the rough, no problem. Okay, yeah. especially with the horsepower. This <laughs> yeah, guy I was has, like, right? I don't think that's I, I can get you can get through U.S. Open rough. <laughs> so I, I'm always excited in the rough because it's just like cutting grass, right? I, I can't wait to see Bryson in U.S. Open rough. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he'll be able to power through so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's where he'll have an advantage. Sure, yeah. So, so you know you can get your club head through the rough. Yeah. Were you focused on the sole of the club deflecting along the ground? Uh, uh, I was focused on making sure I stay along the ground. You were not? No, like I wasn't. So yeah. So now if you're not focused on that, then there's no way the ball can meet the face. Right. And jump out of the rough. Yeah. So the, the plan should have been, mm-hmm. I'm going to follow the slope with the sole of the club. Yeah. And with a nice, you know, whipping action. So yeah. I'm whipping it through the, the, the... The deflection yeah. of the solo, like a stone skipping on water, basically. Right. So if the if the sole of the club deflects along the ground, the ball will meet the face and yeah. and leap off the face. Yeah. And especially if you have an uphill lie, that's even better. I mean, that you could that's a launch pad. Right. And with the ball below your feet, well, then you want to feel that you can whip through flat-footed, where that your left foot, which because you're left-handed, yeah. your left foot foot stays bolted to the ground, yeah. and that's what anchors that release. Yeah. So there's what the plan should have been. Yeah. So you're going through that deflection with that feel. Yeah. And because you were unfamiliar, mm-hmm. you let the situation take you. Yeah. And you topped it. Yeah. And so, but then after that, after you topped it, you were still in the rough. I was still in the rough, yeah. yeah but you had a decent lie. Yeah. You were level because you yeah. probably topped it out of those humps. Yeah. And now you had five iron. Yeah. Five, yeah. Like, I, as soon as I saw the range, uh, like how much I had to go, yeah. looked on my clubs, like, all right, I know what I need. And then I was just like locked in on what, how to execute it. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to uh, I can do see better. the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can do better from what I had previously. Yeah. And then you roast it. Yeah. Fantastic. So there's be first. So rule, first rule, Mm -hmm. know where you want to put the ball, Mm -hmm. not what you want to avoid. So if your, if your modus operandi is don't miss there, I mean, you're behind the eight ball. Like you wouldn't believe right out of the gate. So it's, where do I want the ball to go? Right. How do I want it to get there? The how meaning the flight plan, yeah, not the positions you're gonna, you know, try and hit during your swing, because that's a, that's a no, no, 
yeah, that's a hornet's nest. That's a hornet's nest in itself that you just sh- freshly shaken and kicked, yeah. right? <laughs> and then and then you just stand there and get stung. Yeah. So you've got your flight plan to a specific target, and then you have how you're going to execute, right? So the what. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the what meaning, hey, I'm just cutting that dandelion stem. How long would it take you, you know, if you have a grass whip in your hands and you're going to cut grass eight hours a day, five days a week for the next month? I mean, dude, you're going to be such a freaking surgeon with that tool. Right. Every, everyone's going to want to hire you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you've got this beautiful tool in your hands and you're going to, you're going to whip through that dandelion stem in that direction with this particular feel. Yeah. This majestic whip through the stem, right? Yeah. And you go, man, if I do that and I stay with that, the ball will do that. Mm-hmm. Now you have, now you got your plan. Now it's you executing that plan without distractions. Mm-hmm. Now you're playing golf. And then Sav, notice during the third day of that tournament, at one point I saw you go into a zone. You know, you got some bad breaks. Yeah. No, there were three solid bad breaks that you got. Yeah. And two out of those three bad breaks that you got, you made par. Yeah. Only one, only one bogey, but you made two out of three amazing pars. Yeah. And um, I'm going. She's in the zone now. She's mm. she's got this. And it was a real pleasure to watch you for like five or six holes. I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. this is it. This is how tour players play. Yeah. And it was it was beautiful to watch. Thanks. And the last nine holes that we played together mm-hmm. at the club, um, because of your newfound strategy, mm-hmm. your your swing is transformed right now. Yeah. I mean, there was one. There's one hole that you hate. Number 11 on Quebec. Yeah. Downhill, 140 yard, severely downhill, par three. Now mm-hmm. you're playing from the blues. Yeah. So it's 140 from the blues from the from the back tee. Mm-hmm. And where you used to play it from uh, 110, something like that. What was what was the yardage oh, from the yellows or the, it, the whites? Well, it says like 122, but yeah. when it's that downhill, it's like 100 yards. Right. And and that if you're if you're in the wrong spot on that green, it's oh, an automatic toast. bogey. Toast. It really is. I mean, it's a devilish little par three. Yeah. So, and we we got there, and you had the I, I just joined you guys, and we had the win in the face, a nice strong win. So you got win in the face going downhill. Yeah. And I asked you, I said, "What you got?" And we're one forty. You said nine iron. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Low punch draw, right?" Mm-hmm. And she says, "You got it." <laughs> and you stuffed it four feet. Yeah. <laughs> right? And the swing was just spectacular. <laughs> I mean, whoa, you gave me the chills how good it looked. You know, I'm going, man, that was a woman with a plan. Yeah. And you executed it to the nines. Yeah. And then we get to number 12, which is a really devilish par five. So hard. I have a lot of have, have a lot of swear words for that for that for that <laughs> golf hole. Okay, you know it's like that. You know that golf course has been there for a very long time. We're going to be celebrating our 150th anniversary mm-hmm. in, in 2024. And the trees on that hole are about that old. Well, that's it. And they're huge. 
So it used to be a hole where you could attack it in two because the trees on the left side around the around the river mm-hmm. were much smaller in mm-hmm. stature. And I was I played with one of our members who's responsible for me being there. Mm-hmm. And he's been a member there for 45 years. This is 45 years ago. Those trees were yay high. I could go for the green in two. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like you got to play two shots down the main corridor before mm-hmm. you go 90 degrees left mm-hmm. toward the green. Yeah. If you don't play it properly. So now you got to off the tee, you got to, you got to bomb it down the right rough line. Yeah. To get a view. Not right yeah. center, like right rough. Right rough line. <laughs> and and then you could, you know, if I got no wind or maybe the wind in the face, I, I could take a hybrid to the green. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a three-shot hole, yeah. and it's an awkward three-shot hole. It is yeah. very awkward because it, it, like, when you turn the corner, there's a river on the left side and then yeah. there's a pond on the right side and and, the, and all the way wide. down and it's all the way down the right side it's all yeah. thick trees and it's a it's a and it's a red line yeah it's actually a lateral hazard yeah and you just there's no finding that golf ball there it no. is thick like yeah. having to like cut the corner but then land in the fairway that's yeah. that narrow with water on both sides is really tough. I think Bigfoot lives there and he just <laughs> he has his entertainment's just to watch golfers swear up and down that fairway. <laughs> yeah. So so you hit this st- I mean it was windy. Yeah. So when it's windy the wind just crazy. swirls all yeah. the time. You don't know where the wind's coming from and you got to know what trees to look at the tops of to mm-hmm. really know. Yeah. But the best the course of action, because the trees are tall, mm-hmm. is just stay below tree line. Yeah. So you freaking lace this this zinger of a of a this beautiful stinger drive, mm-hmm. and then you hit uh, your super seven over the corner, mm-hmm. and the wind kind of takes it down the left rough line. Yeah, I wasn't sure it made it. And and uh, and then you hit this beautiful wedge on the green. Yeah. And you know easy par. Yeah. And that. A par on that hole is a victory. Uh, yeah. It really is. I mean, you've protected bogey, mm-hmm. which is very easy to acquire on that hole. <laughs> yeah. And and so now we got, so that's success. Mm-hmm. And then the following hole, you freaking lasers. So I'm going, okay, it's 178 uphill. That's 188 mm-hmm. into the wind. That's one, it's 200 yards. Yeah. So you laser a four hybrid punch draw onto mm-hmm. the green and you know you barely missed the birdie yeah so i mean i you're, you're just beautiful shot making just top notch i had let those holes swallow me up far too many times i was like that's it it's not happening anymore but, but that's the lesson you got from the tournament <laughs> yeah you are now attacking yeah and it, it's it's what a transformation that is mm-hmm. and and so i wish this for you guys who are listening and we so we found a way for Moo to attack the golf course. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait till next year you start getting competitive, mm-hmm. and we start getting you playing some, you know, some some little events within the club. Yeah, that'd be and, so fun. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. yeah be fun. And, and so you've got your, you know, what's your handicap right now, Moo? Uh, right now it's at nineteen point seven. Nineteen point seven. Yeah. So. You get basically one shot per hole if you're playing with a you know a two handicap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go out there and surprise them. So, really so one <laughs> shot per hole, you know, and they're, and they're saying, "Oh, he's hitting an iron off the tee on this hole." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus! So he's 
probably going to have to take three shots to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and lo and behold, <laughs> you're out driving them with a four iron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, what, what hole was it that I hit like a really good drive and then you hit your four hybrid the same distance as my driver and I was like, oh, 18 on, today. No, no, no. On um, 18, iron. yes. And then also on nine. Oh, it was four iron. Nine? Nine. Remember, I hit mine left oh. rough. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you hit your four iron like the same distance as me. He was like maybe three yards behind me. I, I'm. He's on one side of the fairway, oh. I'm on the other. And I'm like, I got one sixty eight. He's like, I got one like <laughs> one seventy. And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're you're not a short player by any means, no, Sab. So you've no. Got, so you know, both of your both of you are playing the same tee box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, Sav, you're basically carrying your driver about 250. And it's been very soft. So, you know, if you're, you're anywhere between 250 and 270 off the tee on the golf course right mm-hmm. now, depending on the hole. Yeah. And here's Moo just lacing his four iron, carrying his four iron 250. Yeah. It's like, I know, bollocks. <laughs> not. Can but you not? But you're throwing it pretty good. Like the the driver's been very good. Yeah, you're strong, looking strong out there. So, bottom line, over the top, is simply you not having a plan. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with your golf swing, and and so often that's what we we think. You know, we think we're defective. Yeah, and we have this evil shoulder or evil hand, and <laughs> you know, ridiculous. and the, and the planet keeps getting in the way. Yeah. yeah. So then it's just a matter of, hey, all right, well, what do I need to do? Where am I going? So we invite you to go see Wisdom and Golf on YouTube. And uh, any subject whatsoever you want to see on YouTube, just dial in Driver. And then my name, Sean Clement, S-H-A-W-N. And put Wisdom and Golf in there as well. And uh, it'll take you to whatever subject that you want. Was it sand or putting? And we've really, truly done our homework, and you're going to get top-notch information. And then if you really want to take a deep dive, then you're going to go to wisdomandgolfpremium.com. And uh, that's where we, you'll see um, you know, my life's work with several angles, you know, split screen, uh, you know, drone views, GoPro views. Mm-hmm. Right now we're doing a beautiful series on the GoPro on the GoPro. Mm-hmm. And so um and that's it. So I think uh, I think that's uh that's a good enough podcast for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh we're we're starting a nice series on defensive versus offensive when we're using mm-hmm. you know these little cuz it, it sneaks up on you. Oh yeah. When you least expect it, right? Mm-hmm. Sav, you're going, "Oh, the ball's sitting up. Wait a second. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I'm, like, ru- I'm running out of time. I can't do any. I'll just hit it. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's, it comes up on you so fast. Mm-hmm. If you're not organized, mm-hmm. you're going to pay. Oh, yeah. And then you realize afterwards, it's like, I finished my round today, shoot 77. And I was like, could have been 76. Could have been 75. Oh, easy. Could have been 74. Right, exactly. And then you're like, ah. Oh, and, that, and that's and and that's the state of mind you're in now. And then you know next year it's going to be hey this could have been an easy sixty eight, mm-hmm. yeah. So or this could have been an eighty, but I shot seventy two, mm-hmm. and that's you know protecting the and the, those are the little details that mm-hmm. you get as you play more. Yeah. So um, we'll let all of you uh, 
head out to the golf course. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're playing today or you're practicing today. You're spending some time on the golf course. And so we wish you well. And we'll see you guys uh, next week. All the best. All the best. Have a great week.